0: Hi there. This is Cancer Hold My Beer. My name is Chantal. My friends call me Igor. I am a stage 3B colorectal cancer warrior. In a not-so-traditional way, we are going to discuss the not-so-attractive and sexy side of cancer and radiation treatments and the healing. I'm basically the poster child of putting the emphasis on hot in hot mess. So I'll start by telling you a little bit about myself. I am a French Catholic girl, born and raised in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, AKA The Nickel City. It's the largest city located in Northern Ontario. And if you're curious, Google The Big Nickel. Yes, it is a 30 foot replica of a nickel and it's pretty fucking impressive. I am the last born of three sisters and one brother. My parents really weren't looking to have another baby at that time in their life. Mom was 38. Dad was 42. But the universe had other plans for them. And let me tell you, there was never a dull moment. I kept them on their toes. From the age of four, I was helping my dad roll his own cigarettes and pretending to smoke them, getting him to open beers for me, and even sneaking my mom's wine at parties. She thought she had drank it and poured herself another glass. And well... That meant more for me. I think she ended up catching on. I'm assuming I was wasted. I really don't remember anything more than downing it like a shot of whiskey. And I was a brat. And still am. I hated church. Growing up Catholic was a nightmare for me. Not God per se, but the whole church part. The parishioners were the worst. You could feel the judgments as you walked in. And well, I always wanted a dang cracker. And of course, the wine. But it dragged forever. The whole sitting, standing, kneeling. It was so confusing. And every time at some point in the service, all I wanted to do was scream at the top of my lungs. I'm Not sure why, I just felt like it. But there was one thing I loved about it. When mass was in Latin. I just loved it it was familiar and it felt like it was a part of me i remember a little bit of latin but not much loved school up until grade three that's when i started to see how fucked up people could be classmates teachers principals priests i liked my teachers but i was starting to figure out who i was and i felt hindered i had to be the norm And, well, trying to be the norm when your insides are screaming at you to break away from all this bullshit is hard. So I forced it all in, and I just buried who I truly was. And that never ends well. So now, fun begins. Oh, my poor parents. Remember how I said I kept them on their toes? Well, then this happened. Grade 7 boys. Cute boy overload. But I was the most awkward girl. Shy, short, fat, pimply, and literally a hot mess with a shitload of low self-esteem and lacked self-confidence. wreck. this is your station. It stayed like that until I started high school. I figured that With a new school, new people to meet, and new possibilities, well, I may actually be able to come out of my shell and start unpacking the girl I was in grade three. I'd stuffed her tightly into a box. I didn't even know if it was still an option, really. Did I suffocate her? And end any chance of giving her a shot? Well, she was still there, but wounded. A broken wing and some brain fog, but look, she survived. She fought hard too, but she made it imperfectly, but never gave up. Okay, so now the real fun begins. High school, grade nine, was your typical year. New, fresh, met lots of friends, had fun, crush on all the older boys, Joy cheerleading, hung out with my buds, was a good girl, and stayed out of trouble. Yeah, what the fuck was wrong with me? Good girl? Oh, uh, do you think it lasted? Grade 10. Well, definitely not grade 9 mentally. That was thrown out of the bus window. I was bad. My friends were now my 80s, 90s rocker girlfriends. We looked like we just came off the tour bus. Not the school bus. Oh my god, we thought we were so cool. That was the era of the banana clip and those pyramid hair things that raised your ponytail off the top of your head. I traded my pom-poms for cigarettes. Thanks, Dad. And my juice box for beer. Thanks, Dad, again. B A.D. Like I said, I kept my parents busy. Our lunch hours were spent outside smoking and gossiping about the uncool girls and the hot boys and telling our stories about, well, you know, you guys can draw the picture. I started dating, got set up with some dude by one of my friends, but like any teenage romance, it failed horribly. Very horribly. There were a lot of house parties under my belt and tons of Saturday nights coming home wasted with my mom waiting for me in the dark. She knew how to scare the living shit out of me. So it's safe to say that grade 10 was pretty wild. Well, grade 11 and 12 were no better. Actually, for my parents, it got worse. I looked back at it, being a parent myself, and let me tell you, I thank the Lord my kids aren't anything remotely close to who I was. My daughter will be 20 in July, and my son will be 16 in December. But the reality is, there's still time for some really wild shit to happen. That summer, I worked at McDonald's. Yep, the uniforms looked like prison outfits. And well, in the summer, it was so hot and gross. But it was money in my pocket. My favorite shifts were the ones till 1 a.m. Oh my God, they were the best. The drive-thru was my home. The people that would be out, loaded, ordering all this food. forgetting, Forgetting about the food. I remember getting tour buses full of people. It would be chaos for like an hour. Then one night, a tour bus pulls up. In about 30 minutes before close. The manager is losing her mind. Everyone is putting food down and cooking. Then they see it's only the driver. Well, guess who had Big Macs for a week? This girl. So grade 11. So I have this whole new passion that I discovered, which was art. I finally found something to express what i had buried for so long well i have this asshole to deal with my art teacher was a complete ass towards me i loved and had a passion for art i lived it every day but this guy was the shitstorm for art well my art why i didn't fit in with the norm While the rest were making flowers and pretty landscapes, I was making zombified severed heads oozing with blood and dark fucked up cemetery paintings. It just wasn't his idea of what art was. So the night I graduated, I proudly walked across the stage, accepted my fake rolled up paper diploma, stood at the podium, thanked my family, and said that I was going to major in the art program at our local college. Then I turned and just fucking gave him the biggest fucking stink eye there could be. He noticed. Now you think the stink eye. Yeah, whatever. Ask those who know me. So a little edit. Uh, I made an error in my daughter's age. She is not turning 20 this year. She's actually turning 21. Oh my God. 21, oh Jesus, makes me feel old. All right, so, finally, becoming an adult, grade 12, closing the high school chapter. This was my year. I felt so grown up, getting ready for college, finally feeling great in my skin and crushing the path to my future. So, prom. Prom. Dresses, makeup, limos, dinner, and dates. Well, my date was being a crybaby. So I just hung out with my crew. I was on top of the world and I wasn't going to let anything or anyone knock me down. Things were changing for me. I had a boyfriend I'd been dating for a while now, but that relationship was changing because I was evolving. College was a few months away and I couldn't wait. It was like I was about to enter a new relationship with a new lover. Ah, finally, college, my new lover. And you know, it was just like that. There, I didn't feel like the odd man out. For the first time, I felt like I belonged. My fucked upness was finally able to shine. I broke up with my boyfriend and decided to just see where this journey of discovery would take me. Well, unfortunately, this breakup would only enhance my experience. Oh, boy. So I'm at school. I'm in class, listening to the teacher. The door of the art room opens. Of course, the whole class looks to see who's coming in. Oh, my God, it's him, the ex-boyfriend. I like to call him the psycho. I'm just floored. He walks in, struts over all tough guy-like. Super weird, too. And he sits down at the group table like he's a student in the class and just stares at me with the most fucked up look like I'm about to have a knife dragged across my throat. I had to have him escorted out of the school by security. But he would come back when I'd be working on projects at night. Well, hello restraining order. Eventually, it's all behind me, and I continue to forge my path, and life was good. I was truly where my soul could thrive, but there was something missing, and for the first time, it had nothing to do with boys. I loved what I was doing. I was painting, sculpting, drawing, creating all sorts of wonderful pieces in various forms of media, from paper to wire to clay, inks, and my favorite class? art history. I completely geeked out on this one. But I didn't feel challenged. I needed more of an edge, more danger, more excitement. I needed to be completely free. So after two years of classes in the Nickel City, I decided to venture out into new territory. So I moved my ass to Toronto to attend a more diverse program. And well... Away from the watchful eyes of my parents, I'd be on my own in my apartment, I could drink, I could smoke, and well, I can party with the best of them. So at this point, I'm at home and just getting ready to... Uh, Start college in Toronto. I'm going on interviews. Going to do the entry exam and all that. And looking for my first apartment with my brother. It was great. So now, August. It's time to move. Well, it was hard. I mean, first time away from home. You don't know what to expect. You don't have your mom and dad. You don't want to be with your mom and dad anymore. But... You're still going to miss them. And it's scary. But my first adventure once moving, I attended a Cure concert. Oh, my God. It was just the best feeling on earth. And then from there, it just fell into place. I was in absolute heaven in a great art program. Awesome people, some of the best teachers you could only wish to have, and a circle of friends that will guarantee to get you in trouble on a regular basis. I partied in clubs and ate in places that most wouldn't even dream of walking through the front door. Most of my current friends can tell you stories, and they would for sure. I made sure to enjoy every minute and not regret anything. After three years in the program, in 1998 I graduated specializing in graphic design. That year I went to Italy on a short adventure with a friend. We had a blast. My favorite part was when we walked up to the Gothic Cathedral. There were no words for that feeling I felt. It was absolutely breathtaking. I didn't want to leave, but it was time to adult. I stayed in Toronto. For two more years and moved back home in 2000. Here, I would accomplish one of the most important milestones. Becoming a mother. But I would be doing it on my own, but with the support of my family. Oh my God. I'm going to be a mom. (laughs) Like how crazy is this? Trust me, it was the craziest thing I could have ever done, I think. The hardest, emotionally draining and fulfilling experience anyone can go through. For me, I wouldn't change a thing. I was single for four years before I met my first husband. We hit it off. He loved my baby girl. Things were progressing. We bought a house in 2004. I had our son in 2005. And then we married in 2006. Things are fantastic, right? Well, they're supposed to be. We had some really good times, but the bad times were starting to outweigh the good. I started to bury who I was again. Then I discovered roller derby. Say what? Oh my God. So, yep, I have to do this. I have to do this now. In 2010, I joined the league. I bought my gear, and now I'm a proud member of Nickel City Roller Derby. NCRD for short. I had somewhere to go to release the anger and the frustration. I could hit people and use the energy I had built up inside me. And this is where she was born. Igor. I stayed with the league until 2012. I ended up joining a newly formed league and stayed until 2014. I left due to an injury, but also because that league was dissolving into our original... Uh, nickel city roller derby league so fast forward a little after 10 years the marriage ended up dissolving i moved to a part of town we so lovingly call the ghetto moved into a three-bedroom apartment with a kitchen so small you couldn't even fit two people in it but you know what i had my kids and i was happy Then I met my current husband in 2017. He says I stalked him. I call it a gentle nudge. Over and over and over again. Oh, what a pair we are. Beer drinking, whiskey swigging, motorcycle riding nudge jobs. I love him with every inch of my soul. So... Gingerbeard ginger beard man. Yes, that's what I call him. Great guy. Love him, love him, love him, love him. But he's also my best friend. We are so much alike and we get along so well that our differences actually, uh, they mesh. So it's like, just the mix of everything that just makes everything work really good so then what we did was we decided that we were going to buy a house so we eventually bought a house in april 2019 and he decided that'd be a good idea for us to get married he'll tell you that it was my idea but he's the one that made the move it left me speechless and trust me it takes a lot for me to stop fucking talking. So I, I wasn't even thinking about marriage at that point. Um, it never even really crossed my mind. I was just happy just being together. So on October 10th, 2020, which is almost a year, we were married in the backyard surrounded by friends and family in a Viking fashion. Complete with bagpipes, traditional hand fasting ceremony, and lots of mead, and whiskey, and beer, and vodka, and food. But unfortunately, there was something dark lurking that we had no idea. Something that would take our happy little life and twist it all upside down. It would slowly start to manifest itself in July of 2019. Then, on October 2019, our lives would never be the same. We would be forced into a world that we only heard stories about, and even then, never got the hard truth about. And this is when, yet again, the girl gets stuffed tightly into darkness. This is my journey from diagnosis to healing from stage 3b colorectal cancer. Okay, so now that that's over, uh, I don't have to read who I am anymore. That's great because I have a really hard time doing that. So basically now I just want to uh, talk about uh, where you'll be able to uh, listen to the podcast and keep up on updates, uh, I plan on doing a lot of different other things as well. Uh, so first is Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Severin Eleven. Instagram is Igor underscore six six seven. Facebook, I have a page. Uh, it is called Cancer Hold My Beer. I also have a public group that anybody can join and add whatever stories. And that is Cancer Hold My Beer Beyond My Story. Uh, So please feel free to follow any of those. Uh, Keep up on updates. Uh, Like I said, there's going to be a lot of different things that are going to be happening uh, here on in. Um, And I'm hoping that all of you will enjoy uh, listening to the podcast. And hopefully uh, I'm able to help as many people as I can. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, The podcast will be uh, posted every week, every Monday, uh, at around 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I hope everyone has a great day. And uh, keep it real.